Welcome to the Yacht Rock Show with your captain, Eddie Gans, with first mate Joe Carlisle and Samir at the wheel. And here's your host, Eddie Gans. All right, everybody, we are back. It's been a long time. Joe and I have been on hiatus for quite a while. We took a long break. But I know you guys have been asking, when are you coming back? And I said, well, when I come back, I'm coming back big. And boy, I I kid yeah, you boy, not. Coming back here, I'm coming back huge, <laughs> huge, huge, baby. With the crown prince. Oh, the crown yeah. prince of well, Yacht Rock. No, I, I call him something else. It, listen, if Michael McDonald is the godfather of Yacht Rock, well, then this man is the architect of Yacht Rock. I'm talking about. You know, you got a legendary. You got a good point. <laughs> Legendary Mr. Jay Graydon in the house. How you doing, Jay? And the uh, wait a minute, crank up the applause, man. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's Hollywood. Yeah, we didn't have that, that drop. Be, we need that drop. It'll, it'll be in there. Drop. I promise. Good man. I was, you know, if I knew if I knew we were going to do that, I've got a bunch of sound effects. I would have had it up on the console. Anyway, okay. Hey guys. Hey, man, it's a pleasure to to be hanging with you cats. And, uh, man, you know, um, David Foster and I, uh, we kind of change things um, using many hip chord changes. Oh, I love them. And, and actually selling and, and, and pulling hits and Grammys, man. You know, how do you sell millions of records using jazz chord changes <laughs> well yeah do you have an answer <laughs> no, i it, it happened man i don't yeah, know, I know how but yeah, it we happened know. well let I me mean, tell you, know, you. I, I took guys yeah that, that brings up a good point because first of all how aware i know you've heard the term yacht rock now have you embraced it are you like what the fuck is that or are you a fan tell, just tell me that well, um, to put it like Wah Wah Watson, and I'll tell you the whole story in a minute, it didn't hurt my money. There you go. Mm. <laughs> there you go. So, so you're hey, a fan. Hey, call it whatever you want. There now, you I go. don't mind, man. Cool. You know, I, I don't mind, man. I mean, uh, that actually, uh, ironically, on Sirius FM, there's now a Yacht Rock station. So they finally had a name to relate to the music as where to play it instead of 70s, 80s, you know. Right. That kind of shit. So yeah. well, now me, that me, it's got a name. Right. Yeah. Let me throw in a quick plug. That that station uh, sucks. The station you have to listen to is Atlantic Coast FM. That is uh, our station, and we really rock the yacht. Trust me when I tell you that. So it's online. It's, it's online. online. Yeah. Right. Right. For now, it Send is. Send me a link, Cat. I will. I will, sure. babe. I will. I will. So yeah. I see. So you're a fan. Absolutely. You're a fan of Yacht Rock. You know, I, I just we always got to say this. Boz Skaggs is not a fan of the term. Did you know that? No, but who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, he, he cashes the checks, I'm sure. Like I'm you sure said. he does. Like I say, it didn't hurt. It didn't hurt my money. That's right. Okay. You want to know the story? Right. You want to know ahead. the story behind that? Go yeah. ahead. Okay. I did an album um, for Gary Trudeau. Do you know who he is? Yeah, Doonesbury. Right. So Gary's a do-gooder. He's a great cat. And he called Foster, and that, of course, puts me in the mix. 
This was when we were doing record dates full time. And it was um, uh, an album to generate bread for some country that needed bread real bad, some real good cause. And it was the Jimmy Thudpucker record. And, you know, that was one of his characters. So anyway, um, they actually found a cat named Jimmy uh, for to be the singer, ironically the same name. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, when, the, when it started happening, when the session started happening, you know, man, I'm all, I talk like a 60s jazzer, man. I'm a, like bebop, you know. I got to watch how I how I phrase things. You would have no idea what I'm talking about. Like you guys are boppers too. So, <laughs> so anyway, I show up. I show up in the comic strip for like a week straight, right? right. And using all these terms that I threw at Gary and, um, you know, and and I made the Sunday strip a bunch of times. And the first time this happened, my dad called me up at, you know, at uh, like eight in the morning when I just got up to do record dates. He says, do you realize you're in a comic strip? I said, Dad, you know, I don't read the paper. He says, well, this is a cool <laughs> comic strip. Yeah. So anyway, so we did the sessions with Gary. I wrote a tune with him on, um, on the album. And, you know, there was great guys. Cropper was in the band. Ooh. Duck Dunn. Um, um, yeah. And Steve and I, uh, Steve produced it, I think. And, um, Mike Baird, David Foster, probably Scalar, maybe on a session or two. Ooh, I can't remember who else was on the sessions, but you know, um, it was fun and I really liked the cat and we've remained in touch. And ironically, I'm doing an autobiography and a music book, and I'm starting a video educational channel on YouTube. In a couple of months, we'll get into that later. Okay. But wah wah wah. Okay, Gary, I forgot the the point. Gary <laughs> called me wah wah Graydon, right? Right. And I said, right. oh yeah, yeah. After the fact, I said, Gary, there's a cat named Wah Wah Watson. That's not his real name. His real name was Melvin Reagan, and sad, sadly, he passed away. But he played all that chunka chunka wah wah like yeah, percussion guitar, right? Okay. So Wawa and I are good buddies, man. And I, but I knew, I, I mean, I figured he'd be bugged that, you know, Gary's calling me Wawa and this had gotten out. So I walked up to Wawa a week later, I saw him on a session and I walked to him. I said, Hey, Wawa, man, this wasn't my idea, man. And he said, didn't hurt my bread. Uh... Yeah. I like so that. that's all the yeah. So I've 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 coined that phrase a lot, you know. Very cool. Now, Jake, getting back to that, did, did Gary Trudeau have what what's his business in music? That's is, is that like a side thing for him? What does he do? What does he do musically? Well, I mean he's not a musician. His daughter's a good singer. Okay. And um when he sent me <laughs> listen to this. When he sent me um his daughter's um uh demos, she sings good. And I said, Gary, Thank I got to tell you. What? <laughs> Thank God. Otherwise, you would have had to say. <laughs> well, I mean, oh, you not know, my cup man, of tea. I'm, I'm honest. Would you have been my... honest? Oh, you would be. Oh, absolutely, man. Oh, cool. I'm 100% honest. I, I can't help it. So for the better or worse. So, um, but I told him, being honest, I said, you better get ready uh, to see your daughter basically naked in pictures and uh, on TV shows and videos because if the chicks aren't basically, you know, she was like 20 or 19 at the time. I said, it's all about tits and ass, man. Yeah, yeah. He's right. You know, and then, and man, he's so straight ahead, man. He says, there's no way that's going to happen, man. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. And I Ooh. said, well, 
Just telling you. <laughs> right, yeah. right. What right. wound up happening? Nothing happened. Oh, nothing. Oh. Happened. No, at least I don't think so. Right. But I'll know soon because I got to call him to get the rights to use the, you know, Doonesbury shit in the book. And it's, I'm going to do a video too that'll be funnier than the book. Um, and then we'll take the, the text from the, you know, the video. Yeah. Oh, so I forgot to tell you something. What? Did you ever hear, hear of the term West Coast pop? Sure. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Here's how that started. When the Airplay album came out, it didn't do shit in the States, but it was huge in Japan. And a guy named Toshi Nakata is the main AOR type go-to cat. He, does, he has radio shows and does all the articles, and I've known him forever. And he's the guy that said Airplay was the first West Coast pop band. That's where the name attached to us. But I said, that's not right, man. You got to, first of all, the rhythm section was Jeff Beccaro on drums, David Hungate on bass, Foster. I even had Luke playing a song. So it's yeah. basically the total rhythm section without yeah. page. Without page. Right. Right. Yeah, so, sure. right. It's just different songwriting. You know, it's just more complex. You know, we, we maybe hipped it up too much. But um, anyway, that's where the name formed. And, you know, Chicago would fall into that. Blood, Sweat and Tears was probably the first. You know, they were doing jazz type pop stuff way before any of us. But it you wasn't know. it wasn't as slick as uh, Airplay. Yeah, Airplay's pretty slick. I'm really kind of a, slick. I'm kind of a tight freak, man. Well, and I, a love pitch freak. I love that. I love that. And you know, it brings up something that years ago I read in a magazine. It was funny at back at the back in the day. It was in the '80s. Someone asked you, said, "Who would you like to uh, Who would you like to work with right now?" And I'll never forget this. You said. Oh, I'd love to tighten up George Michael. And I said, man, that would be fucking awesome. Do you remember that? Uh, not really, but man, I don't remember a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, brother. But well, I remember that, though. And, and I'll tell you, he could have used a little Jay Graydon, you know? But, yeah, hey, you just, know? As, just as long as he stayed away from my bunghole, everything would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's true but listen going back you, you brought up airplay what happened or what didn't happen with airplay how come it didn't blow up what what, what do you think or what do you know specifically yeah i absolutely know i fucked up i didn't want to oh. go on the road on the road oh. you know here's the deal i was ready to david and i you know our careers were parallel and, you know, we both started studio cats at the same time, recommending each other all over the place. And, you know, we were doing literally four sessions a day, actually more for me because of guitar overdubs, you know, that's correct. But, um, well, he did keyboard, keyboard overdubs too, but there was a lot of guitar overdubs. So anyway, man, um, I didn't want to give up my spot yet in the studio scene because uh, when you split, that's it. You that's know, right. Yeah. You disappear. Right. Like Luke's career was real short in the studios because Toto hit and rightfully so he should have gone on the road, which he's done for 30 something years. And um, like, we're like brothers, man, all of these cats, man, but especially Luke. Yeah. I mean, we're really like brothers. We're always we've always been there for each other's divorces and all that other stuff. And hmm. but anyway, um, so anyway, I didn't want to give up my spot. Plus, I didn't like flying. I got asked to go on the road with Steely Dan in the mid, uh, after the peg solo, Sure, they were going to go out and I, and I was standing there next to Jeff Beccaro when I got the call from Azoff 
we were at crystal recorders and when I, and he knew what i was talking about as soon as he heard the conversation and after i said hey man irving i i mean i i don't dig flying i don't i really don't want to do it plus i didn't want to lose my spot in the studio thing right and jeff picaro says man are you fucking crazy why didn't <laughs> yeah. you take that gig he says i yeah. took that gig I said, yeah, man, but, you know, you don't care about record dates like I do. You know, uh, I'm not really a traveler. I'm not like a worldly cat, man, you know. Right. Yeah. Wow. So wow. I fucked it up. It was my oh, fault. Oh, shit. Wow. Yep. I, and, oh, you know, what, you know what I thought? I thought, Jay, that airplay was just too hip for the time. People just were like, you know, like, oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? They couldn't accept it. It was just too hip, too ahead of its time, that, well, that album. Probably so, but you know, Japan and and they accepted the, it, right? Um, yeah, they yeah, always embraced Scan that great stuff. Beyond Scandinavia, and as oh, you yeah. know, there's a lot of great talent in Scandinavia. Oh my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the Swedish explosion, whatever you, you know, want to uh, and it's gone all the way up to Jonah, you know, and, and Dirty Loops, you know, right, 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 right. Jonah well, trying guy. to make it on his own. There's oh, a guy, he, Jay, that you got to yeah. you got to check out. We interviewed him a while back. A guy, he's in his 40s. He's a motherfucker. His name is what's his U name? Ule Barud. O L E. Do you know that name? O R U D. Ule Barud. Real, real well. Oh, oh, you, real well. I had dinner with him when he was in oh. L.A. the last time about 10 years ago. That's great. Ah, okay. Yeah, I know, Ole, man. He's a, he is a motherfucker. Man. He is, really. <laughs> yeah, and he's, a, and he's a good guitar player, and he's yes. a real nice cat. He is. Yeah. Wow. You guys he's a great him, singer. Yeah, if you talk to him before I do, tell him I said hi and tell him to shoot me an email. Will do. Cool. I'd love to hear from the cat, man. Okay, uh, I'll let him. Yeah. I'll let him back. He just released something. Yeah, yes. actually, shoot me his current email. I, I might not have it if he's changed it in the last. I'll send 10 it. Years. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to Great. you. Great. He's yeah. a, he's he's what another a cat. cat he wanted to meet. Oh yeah, another cat he wanted to meet when he is when it was in L.A. was Rich Page, Mister oh. Mister. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Oh, Page, Richard. Mr. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Ed Page, Mister Pages. No, he I know actually did. Right. He did a tribute to the Pages he did. on the album he did. Yeah, it was a great tune, man. I can't remember the name of it, but it sounded like something Rich and Slug would have written, you know. Right. So, well, yeah. If you check out Ule's album, Stepping Up, it sounds like such a tribute to the stuff you were doing with Foster. Oh, what absolutely. Year? Really, uh, eh, Stepping Up has got to be like couple years three ago. albums ago, I'm going to yeah, say. A couple yeah, years that's ago. the one. You know, yeah, 2018, that may be the... 2019, maybe. Really? Is he yeah. still banging out albums every year? He is. He just oh, released yeah. something, right? I mean, oh, you said yeah. Yeah, he just released a single now from from his latest. Is he staying musical, or is did he kind of say, "Well, I want a bigger audience. I'm not going to be so musical." No, no, I think he's actually pretty. No. It's he's, 70s, pretty true. He's, he's doing seventies soul. It, it's still yachty. It's still pretty yachty because you know that falls right in the same uh, spectrum of, of yacht rock. But, but it it's actually more does. soulful. It does. Yeah, it's more soulful. Uh, now he's. Right. I love him, man. I love this fucking guy. Unbelievable. Him, well, he's, him, he's him, and, him, and LaFlex. LaFlex is another one. I love LaFlex. Oh. yeah, you know LaFlex, right, Jay? You're, you're very you're well. Yeah. Oh, what a cat! We're gonna do some stuff together. We're gonna write together, and oh. he's, yeah, man. And he's covered a bunch of my songs, and he's a sucker for hip chord changes. Yeah, he is. He covered, <laughs> he he covered a song I did with El Barge called "Someone." Someone just like you. Ba -da 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 -da. Love that song. Hey, you, got, you got good pitch, man. 
Thank you, babe. Got good, good pipes too. Session I, singer. Yeah, for years, I like Eddie. I like your gritty pipes, man. Well, that's that's the morning. Eddie gets much smoother as the day goes on. Ah, uh, Jay, Jay, I've been wanting to work yeah. with you forever, brother, forever. You, but I got I got stuck in New York, you know. Hey, man, the East Coast is the East Coast, you know. If you, right. you didn't want to come here, man, and that's yeah. that. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get you know? it. So, Jay, did you not take record dates out of L.A.? Did you come to New York at all or no? No. Uh, farthest Never. I went was Frisco because I could drive there. I played right. in a bunch of jazz records there. Mm-hmm. And that was fun. I mean, that was fun. Yeah. You get to play. Uh, well, we was pop. You know, they were trying to take the jazz cats into pop land, you know. Right. But, um, yeah, man. No, I, I just don't. I'm not a traveler, although I did tour twice. Uh, in 94 and 96, actually in 95 too, um, with my band, it was, uh, we call it Jay Graydon All-Stars. And, um, you know, there's a, you, I, we've got a video of it on my site mm-hmm. and we had a reunion. The, the band was really good, man. Bill Champlin, uh, Funderburk one year, uh, Joseph Williams, Sherwood Ball, who was another great singer. Um, Ernie Jay Balls, Oliver man. on keys, Bill Cantos on keys. Wow. Um, John Van Tongren on keys for one of the tours, Steve Picaro on keys, Pat Mastellano on drums on the first tour and oh, yeah. Tr- uh, Tristan Bowden on the second. Ooh, I love Tris. It was a good band, man. And, um, yeah, so we had fun. But didn't Airplay do Japan? There's some videos from Japan, right? Yeah. What we did was there was a thing called Super Producers. And every year they'd have um, the, the, you know, there was four, four concerts, three at the Budokan and one at Joe Hall in Osaka. And it was videoed. And David, you know, basically brought Celine Dion and some other acts he produced. And um, the, I went over there to do four airplay tunes. So we did it. And, you know, the, and my buddy Kenji Sano who's from Japan, great cat, man, great bass player. He was the bass player in my band on the road. Anyway, Kenji says, when you guys come out to do the airplay stuff, he says, the audience is going to freak. And when I walked out, Foster says, your pal was right. They were screaming. And the Japanese don't do that, except for (laughs) pop, kid rock, you know, punk stuff. Right. 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 Whatever they call it, K-pop. Yeah, K-pop. Yeah. (laughs) Korean pop. Hey, man. So, somebody explain to me what, what? hip hop means. Oh, geez. Hip hop has been used since the 80s. Yeah. Right. And I can't figure out what it yeah, means. Where they got the name. Yeah, I don't know. There's, yeah. It just. Because trans- you know what? There was what? the bebop thing. Remember that Quincy Jones kind of lynched on, latched on to that? What was that thing that they somebody did? Uh, that was kind of. It did the Herbie Hancock sample. It was something that happened. And they. They said it was Quincy went on record as saying it was akin to what bebop was in the fifties and sixties. Um, well, I'm not getting the relationship, like man. And because... they, so they wanted bebop. They wanted something that sounded like that. So they made it bebop slash hip hop. So, you know, it was like a rhyme, which is what they do. I'm, I, that's my guess. I'm just guessing. I don't. I'm, I don't know. I don't think so. But I, but who what knows? What is your What do you think? Well, I think it just came up somehow um, for a current style in the mid eighties. And then it just never stopped. I hear rappers say, well, you know, I do hip hop. Well, no, you rap. And, um, you know, eh, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. I shouldn't even have brought it up. Doesn't mean anything. Are there any rappers that that, that make you take notice at all? Um, Anything? Yeah, man. 
they all make me take notice as I turn the station as fast as I can. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> oh, you're you're a fan just like we are. Oh, I mean, man, no, 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 no offense to these people, man. You know they're selling, they're making a ton of bread. You know right. they're flying around in their G fives. Right. I just hope they save their bread. Right. That's all I hope. Yeah. And by the oh. way, man, they use turn your love around. Oh, you're gonna love this. Okay, I know some cats that wouldn't allow their songs to be sampled on rap records. Right. And I tell these cats, what, you don't like money? Thank you. They're going to use something. What do you care if they use the song on, 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 you know, part of the groove on their record? Exactly. There was this chick named Lil Kim. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I got got a call from Atlantic one day, and they said, you know, we used your uh, song, Turn Your Love Around, as a sample. And I said, well, how well is this chick selling? And I had a Billboard magazine <laughs> next to me, and I looked it up, and she was a double platinum, right? Whoa. Yeah, and I said, well, no I that. own you. And I said, but I'm not that kind of a guy. We'll, we'll keep it fair. Right. So we made the licensing deal, but you got to dig this, man. So when the chorus of the song comes up, the lyric is, I don't want no dick tonight. You got to <laughs> eat my... You gotta, you gotta eat my pussy right. Oh, classy! Hey, it rhymes. <laughs> so I call up Lugather and Champlin, and I didn't say anything. I said, "Listen to this." <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, they were rolling around on the floor, man. So to turn your love around. I guess the the uh, what they were going for is just maybe a little salad tossing there. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> they used the intro lick, you know, and it just looped it. You know, it's been used right, a bunch right. of times. Fine sure. by me. The more, hey, the better. Hey, Jay, turn turn your love yeah. around. Was written on the throne. Is that true? Was written on what? The throne? On the throne? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's tell us that story, please. I'll tell, I'll tell, tell this story about every three days. I I'm love sure. it. Okay. <laughs> so I get a call from Tommy LaPuma at Warner Brothers, and he says, George Benson is doing a collection album, like a best of, and they call right. it The Collection. Right. He says he needs two tunes, man, and one of them's got to be a stone cold hit. He says we've got a time problem, man. We got we we got to hear a tune or two. No pressure. No by, pressure. Like, and, yeah, yeah, right, man. <laughs> you know, and it's it's like <laughs> when cats say, "How do you write a hit song?" Right. I go, you just it happens when it happens. You you don't know you get an idea and there you go you you just can't go camera write a hit song you know right. Right. anyway man for two nights I'm banging on the piano I always write on piano because in guitar you can't get the bass lines um, you have to play barred chords and it doesn't it just doesn't work for me so I'm you know keyboard writer you know so anyway I'm I'm dicking around and I can't find anything I like and then. Um, I'm taking a, I had to take a dump, man. So I went up to fucking pop the deuce, you know, and, and, and all of a sudden I came with, I had the melody and the chorus and the bass line and the changes all, I had it in my head. Wow. I jumped off the can as fast now, as I could. Now hang on, hang on. Luke's assessment is that you get completely naked to pop is that, the deuce. Is that true? Yep. True. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he told us. I didn't know if that was true. I'm an open book, man. What do you want to know? I love it. I'll tell you. Okay, you want to know why? Why? Freedom. 
I'm oh, popping yeah. a deuce, man. I got to get in position. I don't want any fucking pants dangling around my legs. I don't want any. <laughs> right. if, you're, if you're a leg spreader, it doesn't work with pants I know, on. I mean, so. I got to listen, man. I got to fucking get my ass spread just right. I got to deal with all the shit. I don't. I don't want it. You know. Oh, <laughs> you know what? And I'll, I'll take it one step further, man. When I wipe my bunghole, I wear gloves. <laughs> wow. Are you germphobic? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Joey, you got a friend. Well, yeah, here's that's the, me. We got a buddy here. Here's the deal, man. Yeah, Joey, dig. Yeah. You know this. Here's the deal. Okay, man, sometimes I'll take a messy shit, right? Right. And when I go around to scoop up uh, the, the turdage, I get some on my finger sometime. I go, what the fuck is this? I don't want any shit in my hands. Turdage. I'm not love, digging this. I love that. Turdage. Yeah, turdage. I love it. <laughs> yeah, Holy man. Shit. Well, I know how this turned into a medical program. We're going to have to put it somewhere completely different than where yeah, we Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm good hey. for three deuces a day, man. Good for oh, you. That's more health. Holy Nine shit. hours oh, yeah. of sleep, three yeah. shits a day. That's Damn, completely we're, healthy. You're the healthiest guy here. I know. Yeah. Hey man, I, hey that you know so many people think taking under shit's underrated. Three are you, deuces, man. Uh, are you a vegan? To. Are you I, a vegan? No, I'm a vegetarian. A vegetarian. <laughs> what does that mean? Think about we're that. Even, we're getting even dirtier than we want to. Okay, well, you, you guys figured it out, but I didn't hear anyone yeah, laugh. No, that, no. <laughs> a that's serious business. Oh. It is serious business. <laughs> Just like uh, I don't want no dick tonight. You got to eat my pussy right. <laughs> right, 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 right. Ah, there you okay, go. Okay, so, so no, you know what I do though, man. My right. my girlfriend, um, you know, to keep the pipes flowing, right. I eat the same thing every night until we go out once a week. It's like three different beans, a little bit of ground chicken breast from Whole Foods, rice, oh. tomatoes, avocados, onions. A, tiny bit of real low fat cheese and okay. man that's good oh and i drink a full blender of smoothie when i get up and um toast nice. with almond butter man i eat real oh, wow. healthy you're pretty, yeah you're pretty healthy yeah conscious. that's pretty healthy yeah. stuff and i cool. power walk every day i've been ah. power walking every day for like 45 years good for you you know yeah man i gotta do it man the fucking no, warranty's no. up i hear you, you know. brother yeah. yeah, we're all we're, yeah. All we're all getting there. Trust me, we're oh, all God. getting there, man. We're all getting well, there, hey. brother. <laughs> we're all. But hey, listen, I, I before yeah, we jump ahead. off of the song, "Turn Your Love Around" was your biggest record, am I right? After the love has gone. Oh, after the love has gone, that's the biggest one. Yep. Wow. Then then it's "Turn Your Love Around," right? Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. They both won. We we both uh, won Grammys for uh, R and B Song of the Year. Right. After the Love Is Gone was nominated for Pop Song of the Year too, but we we didn't get it. Well, um, you know, I've been right. man. Hey, dig this. What I got? You know, I've won three Grammys. Right. Um, ones that I actually don't have the Grammy. It's a long story, but and I'll get to that if we give a shit later. But um, the the year that I was up for Producer of the Year and Engineer of the Year and a couple of song arranging awards. Um, Thriller was up. Ooh. I was a seed filler. That was my year, oh. man. That was my oh. shot. I really look. I'm not an like. I'm not an awards cat junkie. You know, that's not the point. But the respect is great. But you know, I just I would have liked to had producer of the year and engineer of the year once. Yeah, you yeah. know, definitely. And I, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So the the third one. Are you talking about the? Uh, oh, what happened? Did he slip off? Oh, Jay, shit. you still there? 
Oh, well, time to get back on. Yeah, he slipped off. Oh, wow. That's he weird. Hit something. He got excited and hit something. Maybe oh. he had to go take oh, a shit. He's coming. He's coming. Yeah, he comes. He's coming. <laughs> so listen, before I, we move on to so many things we want to talk about, but I, I definitely I like to give credit where it's due. As far as the thing about Yacht Rock, first of all, Joe and I did not invent the term. I want to be clear about that. I know but, who right. did. Oh, you you know JD Riznar. Is that the cat that That's the guy, I did yeah. an interview with a cat? Yeah, it was JD. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I did oh. an interview with him like yeah. a week ago. Yeah, I love a JD. Week ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Maybe 2 weeks ago. Oh, nice. I do an I do so many interviews, man. I can't remember what the hell I did yesterday. Sure. Yeah. Okay. You no. Know. Yeah. Well, that's that's cool. So yeah, man, we didn't invent the JD Riznar and his crew. You know, we just we keep the fire, and uh, but but he he loves what we do, and and of course we love it. I think it's genius what he's done. And the thing is this: if you're if you're not aware, I always like to because when people ask me, well, what is yacht rock? Uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of people think that oh, I know what yacht rock is: a summer breeze, Baker Street. No. Those songs, even though you'll find them in a million Yacht Rock playlists, they're not Yacht Rock. They're Yacht Adjacent. That's what I call them. And, of course, I play them, too, because I love them. <laughs> yeah, Yacht Adjacent. But here it is. In order for it to be a, a Yacht Rock song, it ha- it, it's, it's normally a pop rock tune infused with jazz, R&B, and even disco. So there you have it. That's why you are the architect of Yacht yeah. Rock. You, I you know, think you invented it. Yes. I, I, well, I got to tell you, man. Um, I uh, whatever it is, it's just me. This is me. Yeah, you know? it's just well, who you are. Yeah. I, I was a look. I was a frustrated bebopper when I was a kid, right? And I knew right. I'd never be Joe Pass. I didn't want to mm. practice ten hours a day to make no, not make a living. I, you know, yeah. I've always been into bread, saving bread. <laughs> and I thought, well, you know, I can play a lot of styles. I want to be a studio musician. So very fortunately, I ended up playing in a bunch of black clubs where I was the only white cat in any direction for miles. And that's where I went to school on funk, man. Whoa. Yeah, that was the best experience ever. And the same with Latin music. I played some Latin gigs, man, and got those grooves down. Right. And the pop thing, you know, I already was into, so... When I was um, when I had my shot, you know, at the studios, man, I was I had all the tools, you know, damn right. Yeah. Plus, I'm a real technical guy and I was always the first guy with the new effects and ways to use them. And you'll see when you check out my YouTube channel when I get this going, because there's going to be a lot of stuff. Engineers are going to want to know a lot. Mm. Uh, Just the the way I'm wired. I man, when I was 11 years old, I used to engineer my dad's radio show on a right. local channel in LA. And oh, wow. you know, I'm 11 years old, and here's this complex board. And to me, it was very basic and simple because I understand A goes to B goes to C. I understood how the whole chain works, right. you know. So anyway, I don't want well, me to I, tug on my bitch no, button. Now, please, that's that's <laughs> what this is all about. <laughs> but listen, I, I, here's one thing: I could always tell your productions. A mile away, man. And, and and I could always tell David Foster, you guys have, it's a signature, yeah, needless a to say, signature sound. Together, you know? together, we were very musically dangerous in the good part. 
Big time. We'd always come up with really creative, beautiful shit, man. Oh, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. Morning. Man, when we wrote Ooh. Morning, I came up with this guitar lick. That's got the best bridge in any song ever, man. Anyway, yeah. when we wrote the tune, um, I played a guitar lick. And David started going to town. And um, I become his editor because he's so damn fast with ideas. You know, I'll go, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Let's change that chord change to this. Let's try this melody over that. And then I'll be, right. yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. No, no. Let's try this. And never a problem. You know, we, right. we wrote a lot of this stuff quickly. That's the really bizarre part. That's amazing. You know, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. By the way, man. A big part of Yacht Rock is used a Fender Rhodes. Uh, that's right. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. You guys know the story yet? Oh, yeah. The Rhodes E? The Rhodes E, yep. right? Oh, yeah, yeah, baby. We're good. Wait to talk to you about that. I'm glad you brought it up. Bring it did up. You know, did you know I sampled it with a guy that owns yes. it? Oh, 18... yes. It was with George Malinakis, right? Was it Mamalakis. Mamalakis, yeah. Yes. For years, I met George. All right. You want the story? Yes, Please. yes, yes. If okay. You're, if you're game. Oh, I'm game, because the very yeah. beginning of this story is really bizarre. All right, check this out. So Andy Leeds had a rental company, Leeds Rentals. And he's always going around looking for, you know, electric piano, Fender Rhodes, B3s, whatever. And he was in Wallach's Music City, which was a famous music store in Hollywood. And whoever owned this thing had the most disorganized staff of all time, because the back room was stacked to the ceiling with gear. Oh my and God. they didn't even know what they had. Whoa. So Leeds goes in there with the salesman one day and he says, what's that big box at the bottom of the pile? And they take everything off and they open up the box and it's what turned into the Fender E Rhodes. Whoa. Leeds buys it on the spot. It had sat in the box for 10 years. Brand so what, new. like 83? You're talking about 82, 83? When yes. did you find that? Okay. That's right. And so it was in the box for all this time. Then it ended up on a session that Foster was on. And Foster called me the second he got home and said, I just played the most beautiful sounding Fender Rhodes ever yeah. he says not only that it feels great all the notes are even it's there's just no flaw was it a 73 is 88 suitcase 73 suitcase awesome mm. by the way a suitcase is very important i had a stage roads and i eventually had a, the suitcase preamp built for it because it's all about the preamp right yeah but man the whole thing is there's no weak component in the e nothing Mm. And George really knew how to maintain it, man. There's, it's just, and plus he didn't take it to gigs because he didn't want to move it around and get it banged up. And we rebuilt the thing electronically from scratch to take out all the old dead old caps. Right. Yeah. You know, a lot of people think vintage gear, you just buy it and use it. Wrong. No. no. First thing you do is get rid of all the old capacitors right. and any other tired electronic parts Plus, we jumped certain areas of the circuit. We could jump to make it even fatter and bigger. And it is, man. So I met George about 20 years ago, and I just wondered what happened to the roads, maybe 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. Found out he had it. We became pals, talked every once in a while. And I said, when there's enough memory, man, we've got to sample this. So four and a half years ago, I said, George, it's time. Let's do it. So I sent him about 100 pages of text, um, literally. It was a small book 
of exactly what we're going to do as far as rebuilding it. I told him he's got to build something that can strike the keys that's strapped onto the roads made out of hardwood. So it's clamped to the roads and build a mechanism that can drop and hold the key down. Even we can adjust it so we can get levels within a quarter of a dB. Hmm. He built it unbelievably well. First rev was the it. That was it. And we were on our way. Then my buddy Chris Paler that lives in San Francisco, great bass player, arranger. Um, he works with Orange Tree Samples with Greg Schlepfer, who is a 27-year-old genius. Hmm. Not only that, to piss me off, he's got perfect pitch. <laughs> you know, a fucker. He's a, good, he's a good piano player, man. And so's George. Anyway, it was the perfect fit. It was the perfect fit. And, and we've got features in there that nobody's ever come up with. It's mm. true stereo if you want it to be. So it's not just big mono with a chorus. If you want right. to go in the stereo mode, right. the notes pan around the spectrum as you play. And the next rev in about a month, it's going to be adjustable where you can set anchors to get the panning where you want it for any particular area. Plus, I made sure there was a way to turn off the release samples because they're clangy and noisy. Right. Yeah. Right. They suck. And we added a decay pot, so if you use an acoustic piano program with it, mm-hmm. you can set the decay of the E to match it. Plus, we added a MIDI table where you can get the exact feel on your keyboard. I mean, there's literally probably a thousand settings because it's on a um, square... Uh, I don't know how to explain it. You can drag the the line to get the feel you want. You just bang on the keyboard to where, where you're going to play the hardest or the softest. Just set the velocity where you want, and it's you're home free. Wow. Yeah, there's more things too. But Jay, anyway. do you do you remember uh, Russell Ferranti had a Fender Rhodes that that was modified called Dynamo My Piano? Do you remember that? Yeah, so did Robbie Buchanan and a bunch of other cats. I, I dislike those. Ah, immensely. you didn't like that. Ah. No, they were bright. They were bright. They were they were painfully bright. And man, plus it all gets down to the one thing: you can mod any roads you want. Right. There's never been a roads like the E. Harold Rhodes went to George's house to hear it. The guy that designed it, right? Uh-huh. He went there because he'd heard about it, and. Um, he said, man, it's the most beautiful roads I ever heard. And George says, you're not shitting me. He says, I'm not shitting you. It really is the most beautiful roads ever. That was the capper. Wasn't the missing, Jay, wasn't the missing link with that roads, this guy, Eddie Reynolds? No. Did he have something to do? He wasn't? No. He didn't mod anything in it to make it softer? He did, but I didn't. He, his mods that, that, that I liked were his mechanical mods, where he got the notes to play more even. Oh. And then it sounded better because he lined up the tines properly with the keystroke. And that's what the big mod was. Then he did two electronic mods. But I never used those. I didn't like them. Oh. So it's a weird thing. Now, Eric Pershing that has keyscapes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he says we sampled the E-Roads. No, that's not true. And we made them retract it, but whoever reads the second headline, you know? Right. But um, why anyway. Was he say, why was he saying that he had sampled it? Well, he opened he it up and there George? was a, Oh, he did see it. He there did was get an to E it. inside. Uh, no, wait a minute. Well, we knew it wasn't the E because George has the E. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. okay. You know? And right. he also said, 
you know, we didn't change anything. We left it vintage. That's a mistake. You know, the, there's clanging notes. There's dead uh, capacitors are old and tired. Mm. You know, everybody gets on this vintage trip like you leave it alone. No, man, you don't. Mm, yeah. <laughs> wow. You know. So wow. anyway, um, cool man. It's available through it's available through my website. You can find the link to Orange Tree Samples, or you can go to Orange Tree Samples directly. And if you don't, anybody that buys it, if they don't love it, I won't believe it. I'm sure. It really is the best, man. I'm, I'm sorry for the cheap pitch here, but no, no, no please, no. no, come on. We did all the work to have it, man, and we have it again. Right. Everybody loves it. Yeah. Absolutely. It's doing well too. Cool, man. Yeah. We're also we're also coming out with another surprise soon Ooh. that I'll let you cats know about, but I can't right. say anything yet. Okay. More vintage stuff, but vintage right. good. <laughs> awesome. Hey, awesome. What, what did you want to bring up, Ed? I want to bring What's up that? all right, Peg. We got to talk about Peg. Uh the guitar solo in Peg. Was that a first taker? No. Oh, okay. I played no, and Tell I wouldn't expect that. it to be. Oh, now, okay. Fagan's a great producer, but he didn't tell me the key for an hour and a half. <laughs> Not the key of the song, the key of what he wanted. Uh, so here's how yeah. it goes. For the first, okay, the, the chord changes are C major 7 to B over, uh, B2 over, uh, I'm sorry, G2 over the B bass, the third in the bass. So C major 7, G2 with the third in the bass, Okay. They're pretty sounding chords. They're not dominant bluesy sounding chords. And after about an hour and a half of me playing my pseudo jazz pop stuff, Donald says, you know, this is all okay, man. We're doing all right, but can you make it bluesy? And I'm thinking, all right, how do I do this? On the G2 over the B, there's no seventh in the chord. Well, I can play a dominant seventh on that chord. And dominant sevenths are the key to blues. Right. So that's how I thought. And then from then on, um, we were off to the races. Wow. Yeah. That's all he needed to say. So the producer told me what he wanted, and he's a brilliant cat. I knew what he wanted, and I gave him what he wanted. Now, some yes, cat did. says, play me, give me more green. I go, you're not a producer. I don't say that. I think that. And I go, um, well, here's more green, and I play the same thing, and the cat goes, "Yeah, that's good." Uh, that's like Tommy Tedesco's producer switch. You remember that? The story oh yeah, about- man. He'll pull up different guitars. <laughs> you know, Tom, Tommy, I'm hearing twelve string on this. He plays he's playing six string acoustic. He sets it down and picks it back up, and the cat goes, "Yeah, that's what yeah, I want." Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. Yeah, Tommy <laughs> did that all the time, man. That's funny. He's too fucking. He was too fucking lazy to go to his trunk and get another guitar. <laughs> talented enough to fool the producer. That's great. Hey man, Tommy and I were close, man. Um, we, oh man, he was like a second father. I loved him, man. Yeah. Wow. He taught me a lot, and he is a great cat, man. I'm sure. Plus, he played his ass off. Sure. You know, he didn't right. know he sweep. He didn't know he sweep picked. I was on a session with him in 1969 when I was in the Don Ellis band doing the music for the French Connection that Don wrote. And there was three guitars on a date. We were all tuned a third of a semitone apart for this waterfall kind of effect. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, you know, I had a strobe tuner and these cats, you know, I said, it was to Herb Ellis and Tommy. I said, give me your guitars. I'll tune them for you. Um, 
you know, because they're not that, you know, they didn't, they're, they're another era, right? Yeah. Right. Um, but I'm watching Tommy Pick playing his bebop shit at lightning speed, and I look down and he's sweep picking. And I said, do you realize what you're doing? Hmm. I said, you're not double picking. You're not, you know, you're when you cross strings, you're not uh, re-attacking and playing the string on top. You're playing it from the bottom if you're coming up from the from the top. And you, when you go down, it's just one constant pick stroke. Yeah. He says, I didn't know that. I never thought of that. Had you seen it before him? Mm, yeah. Um, yes. Because I mean, yeah. I'm thinking Frank Gambale, you know, that's the, he's Fucking the sweet Frank, picking. man. Yeah, he's God. the Frank, the picker. Frank is a freak, man. <laughs> and there's a lot of really good guitar players now out there, man. Do you know, have you heard Manteo Mancuso? Oh, yes, 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 yes. I have heard that kid. Yeah. I young, young, I'm, young kid. Really young kid. Yeah, he's 23. Yeah. Uh, it looks like I'm going to produce an album with him. This isn't for All bread. Right. This is just for the love of, of great music and great uh, guitar Oh, that's playing. awesome. That's awesome. Oh, man. The, and he's a great kid. And his dad was a studio player. And I was his dad's favorite studio player in L.A. So uh, right. it was an immediate family groove, you know? Awesome. Anybody else new that you that caught your ear? Who do you like? I mean, who? Man, there's some cats out there. I don't know this name of this one bebopper in the UK, but the cat's a freak. You know? Yeah. He's a. I can't remember his name, but there's these guys are practicing fools, man, and they're just unreal. Natural talent galore. Love and, that. And YouTube changed everything. Yeah. Yeah, because they hear cats, they can watch them, and then they learn, and then they're way ahead of the game. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. Yep. So is that what you look for? Do you look for like bebop cats, uh, or do well, you, I, anybody is bluesy like John Mayer? Do you think John Mayer's a decent player? Yeah, he plays good. He's melodic. He plays a good player. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I'm like, you know, if I want to listen to jazz, man, I want the cats that are just gonna floor me. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. the cats that I love to hate. <laughs> oh there yeah, you sure, go. sure, you know? absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Oh yeah, and then I, you know, um, I got good friends, man, like Steve Vai and Steve Morris and Luke, of course, and yeah, a Tom Hemby, a guy in Nashville. It's another motherfucker, um, Studio Cat, man. He's coming out with an album. Just great player. All these great players, man. And you know, when you get into that league, man, we all respect each other. You know, it's not like there's, it's, you don't say, hey, man, this cat's better. No. Do you like this cat more or not? That's up to you. You know, right. right. Yeah, you know, food. Yeah. I mean, some people can't take jazz. It's complex. Right. Some people can. It's mostly right. musicians, yeah. unfortunately. Sure. <laughs> yeah, for them, anyway. So anyway, bro, ask questions. Back, guys. back to Peg. Back to Peg um, you know, the lore surrounding it is that there were at least five to maybe seven guys that attempted the solo. Do you know that short list? Yes. You I, know I, everybody? May, I, I can tell you a few names. Um, you don't have to. I know it wants to, if it wants to remain lore. You know what? I shouldn't. You <laughs> yeah, you probably, shouldn't. You, you probably shouldn't. I, I can list- you look it up online? I didn't even know you could look it up online. Yeah, you can find it. There's, you know. Hey, I think man. the coolest part is probably that Carlton was probably in there. And then for that, you know, I knew you were a fan of Carlton. So to have oh, him. Oh, we were really good friends. Yeah. Um, Larry says, before the date, 
He says, if they don't use your solo, tell them to call me again. I said, yeah, Larry, that's the first thing I'll tell them. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, Yeah. So I'm guessing the usual suspects. I mean, Steve Kahn was on some of the dates, so he probably got a shot at it. He did. probably, Probably Dean Parks, too. No, Dean didn't. No. Oh, wow. And I taught Dean the solo because Steve, uh, Fagan played for the for Congress in Washington, uh, the House and the Senate, and one of the tunes they wanted to play was Peg. So, you know, Dean's another really good friend and great guy, and he's the guy that really got me going in the studios, really mm. helped me big time, man. He dropped my name to a ton of cats, and then overnight I was working around the clock. Great. Wow. Yeah. So wow. Dean wow. called me up and says, man, I got to play the solo. And I said, well, I'm going to start sending you videos right now. So I relearn it. Um, I have to relearn it every time because there's always a few little things I don't remember, even though I've done this a thousand times. But, right. you know, and I sent him the videos and, and he says, man, you were on fire that night. And I said, Dean, from you, that's big. Thank you. <laughs> so, Yeah. Wow. And um, I, I showed him the solo, and I, I heard it. He, his wife recorded it on the iPhone, and I, yeah, of course, he did a great job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's Dean fucking Parks, man. <laughs> the most underrated cat ever. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. man. He's yeah, the king yeah. of taste. He can play anything, man. Wow. And well. Yeah. You know, he was never underrated. a chops guy, but, but, he, but he's got chops. If, if you need it, he's got it. Oh. You know, you've heard him on so many records and have no idea, man. You've heard him on so much stuff. That, that's right. You know, tons yeah. of movies, man. He did a sure. John Williams. The hardest date he ever did. We were talking about the hardest sessions we ever had. We did an interview with Rick Beato, and I hope he puts it out. Um, it was myself, Dean, and Tim Pierce. Mm-hmm. And um, we were talking about the most difficult sessions we ever played. And Dean had a had a session with john williams that was everything was on 12 string acoustic terrible instrument to play man it's so hard on the fingers and yeah you know anyway dean had the they gave him the charts out in front in this case they had to they were so complex and i said dean well how did you do he says the orchestra gave me a standing ovation but (laughs) i don't think if uh i i could have played it much cleaner you know and i to to me, Dean still nailed it. He's just so picky and precise, you know? Wow. But, um, yeah. Then I told him about the hardest session I ever had. You guys want to hear the story? Yeah, certainly. Please. Okay. No, no, save it. Save it. Okay, I'll save it. <laughs> what are we here for? Right. <laughs> this is a good one. This is a good one. It was the second annual Rock and Roll Award show. I'd played on the first one. And typically the role of the rhythm section is to play rhythm and the rock tunes. Of course, I play buzzsaw guitar, whatever they, whatever it takes, probably play a solo or two. And the horn players, the 13 horn players all usually play the melody unison. Okay. That's how it usually works because we don't know who's going to, what song is going to be the winner. We're sitting there with five songs in front of us that are looped. You know, it's like eight bar loop or 16 bar loop, you know, repeats. Right. So on the second annual Rock and Roll Awards, they wanted to make it more rock-like. So the melody was only in the first guitar chair, me. I'm the only guy with a melody, but it, it gets a lot harder than you can imagine. 
That would have been fine if the arranger conductor had any idea what he was doing. Number one, he wrote everything in cut time. So yeah. instead of writing it in rhythms that we're used to, like eighths and sixteenths, he wrote it like you'd write a jazz head in eighths and quarters. Right. You make twice the arranging bread, but you have to read twice as many bars. You know, it's you got to look ahead more, and it's just a pain in the ass when it could be a lot easier. Okay, so they announce the winner, the very first tune. They announce the winner, and the guy holds up three fingers, okay, for that's number three. He doesn't count it off. He just gives a downbeat. Where's the fucking tempo? Ed Green was playing drums, and I was sitting right. I was sitting next to Ed, and for the first bar, I'm trying to figure out where the time is while I'm sight-reading this shit. You know, I mean, we did have a rehearsal, but, I mean, it still, it wasn't, difficult enough where I really had to dig in. I'm, I'm still sight reading it. I mean, you know, right. I mean, it's not like I knew this shit, you know? So man, the pressure was on. I only <laughs> fucked up one tune and I just started solo until I figured out what key we were in. And, um, you know, and then, um, man, when I went home, I felt like somebody had beat the shit out of me. Wow. Three and a half hours, man. No Ooh. breaks. Yeah. Ooh. But you know what? I got the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. So, Joey. That's, that's the end of part one, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we had to break it up. We actually talked to him for two hours straight, the great Jay Graydon. Um, Unbelievable. And you do not want to miss hour two because he's twice as raunchy, right? <laughs> twice oh, as bawdy. man. So much more than we thought. <laughs> He would be because, I mean, we thought Lukather was the yeah, end all be all was bad. of being like dirty and, you know, yeah. and just out there. I right. mean, we even had a rise to the occasion and threw in a few uh, four-letter words ourselves. Few you know that's not our style. Yeah, but uh, just for Jay, you know, we yeah, had every a, once in a while it feels We'll good. put a parental <laughs> advisory on the uh, on the post. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, absolutely. The kids to bed. Yeah. All right, but so I that's the you. end of part one. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's, the end, of, that's the end of part one, but I tell you. Part two is slamming. Get ready. If you think part one was good, wait to hear part two. I tell you, uh, one of the best, I mean, we've had some great ones, needless to say, but I tell you, this is, Joe knows, this is one interview that uh, the Yacht Rock show has arrived. That's it. With Jay Graydon, I mean, uh, it's getting harder and harder to top him, but, uh, you know, we find a way. But um, enough of patting ourselves in the back um <laughs> so yeah stay tuned for uh, for part two coming right up yeah folks all right we'll leave you jump on to uh part two all right